Hello, and welcome to the Regen Racing Podcast. I'm Dino. And I'm Nathan. Welcome, Nathan, back again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, episode three now, and um, we've got a little bit of news, but it's generally a pretty slow news week, isn't it? Yeah, not not a lot's happened since um, since Berlin, but we're looking forward to, uh, well, yeah, in Formula E, we're looking forward to the uh, the Zurich race coming up, and there's been a been a wee bit of news about a few other um, electric motorsport happenings as well. Yeah, there has been. So um, electric go-karts um, and something called electric GT Virgil. So yeah. we'll, um, we'll get into that a bit later on in the podcast. A couple of podcasts ago, I didn't actually introduce myself or um, tell the listeners anything about myself or what I do or <laughs> how many podcasts I listen to a week. So I thought I'd just, yeah, go through that. So I'm a sales rep for a, a joinery firm, and um, so I travel quite a bit for work. Mm. Podcasts, I'm always listening to podcasts, and I think you two, you are too, aren't you, Nath? Yeah, I don't I don't travel as much for work as, as you do, so I don't have quite as much um, uninterrupted listening time, but um, still would like to get in a few cheeky podcasts sitting in, sitting in the office. Yeah, so I just thought, oh, it would, I just thought it would be a good idea to run through some, so... Mm. At the moment, I'm listening to uh, the Super License F1 and the Pit Lane podcast. I also, yeah, really enjoy 99% Invisible, which I think oh, you got me into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Roman it's Mars. Such, it's such beautiful listening. It is. The production values, yeah, yeah, spot on. Yeah, and even if you even if you um, aren't a, a fan of architecture or design, it's it's just fascinating storytelling as well. Yeah, I think the last one was on chairs. Now, the wow. listeners may be thinking, why Why is a, a, a podcast about chairs? Well, it's about a lot of different things. So um, it's about like Eames chairs and the Navy chair. I think it was mm. Essico. Um, so that's, yeah, interesting topics all throughout that podcast. Um, yeah, I'm just a little wanted behind to... on that, but you're, uh, you're making me feel like I need to go back and listen to it now. Listen to it now. Yeah, you really do. There's some really good ones. Um, so just want to give a couple of shout-outs. The Super License F1 podcast, Rod and Zach. Uh, if you love Formula E, there's a good chance that you love Formula 1, and so they're a good listen, as well as the Pit Lane podcast. So go and check those two out. And um, we also, Nath, have our first patron. From Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. It is another Formula E podcast. <laughs> Pod Bros E Pre Talk. John and Tom. So, yeah, special shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Cheers, and, John. Um, Cheers, Tom. Thanks. And if you want to support us, uh, yeah, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash regenracing. So, brilliant. Really appreciate all the help. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. So, Nath, what are you listening to at the moment since you have uh, limited time available? Limited time. Um, one of my favorite podcasts from all time is Song Exploder. Um, it's, quite a, it's quite a popular one and essentially just taking songs apart, um, quite famous artists as well as a lot of indie artists, just really digging down into their songs, into the individual parts and um, I don't know, it's kind of listen to uh, to music and those songs in a new light after hearing hearing them all deconstructed and and what goes into it as well as i've recently got into the crippled factor okay this sounds a bit interesting what's the one <laughs> the the crippled factor it's a um it's, it's started out 
a long time ago but there's only there's only 36 podcasts over uh, the last five years or so so it's it's quite spread out um but decently long podcasts um but um produced and hosted by uh, murray hewitt um comedian of flight of the concords fame as well as a few other ah, um, right. people I'm not going to do it justice by describing it, but um, essentially just digging into historical mythical creatures um, as well okay. as other things. So um, the likes of the classic Loch Ness monster to the Mongolian death worm. Um, that sounds, <laughs> that interesting. sounds interesting. Check it out. It's um, it's it's worth a worth a listen and worth a laugh. Brilliant! I think I might have to binge that one on uh, one of my long trips. Oh, do they have like uh, griffins and you know those type of oh, mythical no, no, creatures? As well? No, no, don't. You know, it's 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 serious here. Yeah. Oh, serious, serious <laughs> mythical creatures. Radio, brilliant. All right. Well, um, we'll get into get into the actual news now for for Formula E, mm. and um, this one's a, an interesting one. Yeah. This this news broke from Autosport. They're calling it Hyperboost, or it's being called Hyperboost. Nath, this one, a speed boost on a certain area of track that is off the racing line, mm-hmm. and it's mand- mandatory to be used twice in the race, and that'll give give the driver a bit of a speed boost, which, you know, it's about a second a lap faster, yeah. and they're kind of comparing it to Mario Kart or mm. Crash Team Racing, so... Mm. It's kind of, you know, you get the star in Mario Kart or you get the little mask in uh, Crash Team Racing. The Oogie Boogie Boogie Go. I knew you were going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I used um, Komodo Joe and Pinstripe, but I did also yeah. use Crash. Um, yeah. So what do you think of this one? Is this, I know we talked about a little bit about the tackiness of of gimmicks in the mm, racing is this is yeah. this something you'd enjoy or you're not a fan oh um it doesn't sound like something i would enjoy dean um i yeah it does it does come across a little bit gimmicking and a little bit um bit bit tacky but i'd be interested to see how it works um yeah i i hope that they've done some testing with multiple cars on a track and and real life drivers to kind of get some feedback on how this would work and and really flesh it out instead of just kind of committing to it because it it's um yeah it, it's different it's very different yeah i think they're having to do something a bit different uh due to the fact there's no pit stops or they're, mm. they're looking for looking for something to replace it or you know yeah a different way of doing things so yeah i can see that because we've always we've always both really enjoyed the the pit stops and the the fun and the excitement that comes from from changing cars halfway through the race. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of it being a being a team sport. Mm-hmm. Without it, actually, you know, there's a driver in a car, but there's yeah. there's a team behind him that's you know yeah, running absolutely. the numbers and you know strategy of when to pit, when to change tires, what tires yeah. to change to, or yeah. there's none of that. So it's it's um yeah, hopefully. They bring something that um, works with the overall package of Formula E. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, um, just just thinking out loud here, I wonder if it's off the racing line and that you're getting that 25 kilo, kilowatt boost. That's it's like it's a significant boost, but it's not it's not overwhelming. So if you're already off the racing line and then you're getting a bit of a boost, how much difference is that really going to make? 
yeah, I guess if you're catching up to someone, it. Um, but the thing is mandatory use. So mm, true. Um, you're going to have to take that racing line. Um, yeah. I don't know if they should. Well, I know it's probably not a good idea to have Joker laps like they have in the um, Rallycross or anything yeah. like that. We will see where that one goes. I'm sure. Do Do you used to play Mario Kart? Or you're a crash team uh, racing kid? Kind of one or the other, aren't you? A, yeah, I was a crash team racing kid. Yeah, pinstripe, yeah, Komodo so, Joe, yeah. and Crash. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yourself? Uh, it was always crash team racing, but we never had it at home, so it was always at a, at a friend's place type thing. So I never got never got too good at it, but it um, I know it was one of those classic classic childhood games. Yeah, I was also yeah crash. Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bash, yeah. all those, all those good party games. We, I got together with some friends a few months ago, and um, just just on a on an evening, and we ended up just playing Crash Team Racing on um, running off a little Raspberry Pi for a few oh, hours right. with some Xbox controls, and <laughs> it was it was so much fun. There was there was only three of us, um, and but you know the I'm not sure what game mode it's called, but when you're all just in a in a battle in an arena. Oh right, yeah, that was fun, and yeah. man. Two of us couldn't take down the host. It was it was ridiculous. It was so good. You can get really good at that game if you're you know, you gotta master the drifting and yeah, there's, yeah, there's actually yeah. a lot to it to be really, really good. Oh yeah. To to be able to get the drift around the corner and jump into the drift at just the right time to get that boost off again. Yeah. yeah. I could so, I could never get that. But it's a skill. It's a skill. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Write in if you played that or if you still play it. Interested to know <laughs> if that's still still a thing for parties. What have we got in the other way news? of other news? Yes. Um, yeah, we got a few quotes um, from David Coulthard coming out uh, recently about where he sees Formula E going and its relationship with, with Formula One. He, just to, to kind of summarize here, he quoted, I think electric mobility is the future. So the formula is the future. But of course, Formula One is still the most famous racing series. Formula E, on the other hand, um, is the only category with electric cars, so I do not necessarily see them as competing against each other. It's just two pairs of shoes, but Formula One will inevitably come closer to Formula E or even become Formula E rather than the other way around. Yeah. Um, so some really some really bold statements from David of where he sees Formula One and Formula E going and their, their interaction between each other. Right. I, I really enjoyed him in the commentary booth uh, in Berlin. It's cool that you know he thinks Formula E has merit and that... Um, it may even, you know, swallow Formula One and become the one formula, or what's he saying? He's saying, yeah. He's saying, he's saying he thinks Formula One will come close to Formula E or even become Formula E rather than the other way around. So he actually sees Formula One taking over the Formula E space rather than wow. Formula E getting big enough, um, which I, I completely read that wrong on the, the first time I read read through that. Yeah, no, that's, that's um, I suppose, with the... We're already starting to see that in Formula One, aren't we, with the, the region um, breaking and some of the, the hybrid components coming into the new cars? Yeah, and I think it's, um, I don't think they're going to change it for 2021. I think it is still going to be hybrid engines. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, I think they're, they're stuck on that for now. But yeah, inevitably, mm. inevitably it could get closer for sure. So yeah, um, I do think that has, has a bit of merit. Yeah. No, it's um, it'd be good to see, good to see David back in the back in the commentary booth. Interesting way of putting things, and he's always he was really excited. Yeah. Some some bits he didn't even know what to say, so I think it had him a bit 
uh, flabbergasted. Have we have we seen him in a Formula Formula E car yet? Even just for a uh, for a hot lap? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's I think it's probably going to happen though. Surely. I did. Be a great one for a uh, a season five show off, wouldn't it? Just showing off the new car, new Gen two car. Well, the iPace e trophy. There's going to be a VIP car. Did you read about this Ooh, one? No, I didn't. Right. So there's going to be. I think it. I think it's just the one VIP car, and they have to have mm-hmm. an international international C license, and yep. they can race with the rest of the rest of the cars. So I think wow. there's going to be two groups of the gold and silver drivers, and then the bronze yep. drivers have a separate championship. Yeah. So there's lots of yeah, lots of interesting stuff going on around that one. I yeah. am, I'm looking forward to see you know Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Will Smith, uh, <laughs> someone yeah. so, someone interesting in that Mr. car. Bean. Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Well, yeah. actually, Rowan Atkinson, he you know does gets picked up for drink driving and probably doesn't have a license at this point. But well, yeah, yeah, there's been a few historic crashes there, but um. You know, yeah. Well, I suppose um could see, uh, I'm only saying character names here because the real name just slipped in my mind, but uh, Joey Tribbiani from, from Friends fame. Oh, Matt LeBlanc, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. He's, he uh, I know he's he's awesome. pretty into his cars. So. Well, he's he's hosting Top Gear, so you never know. He's, he's just left. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not up to play on this one. Mm-hmm. All right. So, second seat with Venturi. So, Mass has done a 800-kilometer test with Venturi. Mm. So, that'll put him in good stead. Venturi's done some early development with the Gen 2 car in Monteblanco and Califat in the last uh, group test sessions, but they were they were done with development uh, drivers uh, Tom Dillman and Michael Benyakia. So, Dillman replaced Mortara for the recent Formula E round in Berlin, but um, and, and he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, respectable for he um he hasn't had too much um race time um in Formula E. So qualified twelfth, finished thirteenth, just outside the points. No, certainly certainly held his own. Yeah, he was um he was fighting with a few other cars. So yeah. I think he was running tenth, you know, uh late in the race. So he, he could have yeah, he could have picked up a point, which that mm. would be awesome. Um for him to just mm. come in, just you know, just come in on the off chance and and pick up some points for the team. So, yeah, really good from him. Also, Arthur Leclerc, 2018 French Formula 4 racer, and, of course, the younger brother of current Sauber F1 driver Charles Leclerc, is a member of the Venturi Next Gen Young electronic driver program. And uh, right. he was also given some mileage in the test car, in the Gen right. 2 car. So there's a few a few names in Venturi's camp who have um, got a bit of experience in that, in that Gen 2 car. So it would be interesting to see who they... Who they put forward next season? Yeah, they'll need someone to, you know, show mess of the ropes. I think it's um, mm. it's not going to be a two rookies in Venturi sort of deal. I think there's going to be someone in there that um, that knows, you know, what's happening in in the formula. I mean, it could well be yeah. that that Maru Engel or Mortara come back in. I think I'm going to put an early prediction here. I think. I think Massa will be doing the the bulk of that in that second seat, but I think we might see a few of these younger faces popping up for the odd race. Right. So you don't think that Massa will do the whole season? I I think he will do the majority of the season. 
Right. Yeah, I think he'll do everything. I think uh, mm-hmm. that's. I think he's just going to commit fully, and yeah, that'll be his seat. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So let's um, let's have a little preview for for the next race in Formula E, um, Zurich. Brilliant, brand new circuit. Yes, yes. So bit of bit of history history here. Um, it's the first race in Switzerland in sixty three years. Um, sixty three years. Yes, yes. So there was a uh, Le Mans disaster in nineteen fifty five, which effectively um, caused the ban of motor racing in Switzerland. In the last 10 years or so, there was an amendment which allowed electric racing. Oh, was wow. what I read. But I should just check that if it was just electric or anything. Because mm, they have been allowed uh, time trial formats, like, I don't know, like Pikes Peak Hill Climb yep. sort yep. of yep. sort of thing. Yep. So, yeah, that's interesting. Brilliant. Yes. So, um, yes. So, first race... Um, Amendment uh, in 2015 to allow electric motor racing. So perfect, really, for, for Formula E. Good timing. And, uh, yeah, a great spot to have it. The circuit's looking looking fantastic beside the lake there. It does. It does look very cool with the, yeah, with the marina. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about predictions. Mm. Yeah, so what's what's your predictions for um, pole and then for the wind, Dean? For pole, I'm going to go with Buemi. I think um, as his his home home track, he'll be right on the pace from from the get go, and I think he's you know we've been hearing that he's excited and um, that he hopes that uh, this race will continue past this year, and it will mm-hmm. stay on the calendar. So um, he's I think he's ready to get stuck in. So I think he's just going to get pole, but I'm going to go for Degrassi for the win. I think the Audi the Audi car is just has just got too much. And there's a couple of long straights, so it's um, prime territory for Daniel and Degrassi. How about yourself? Well, I'm I'm struggling to differentiate between between pole and the win, but I think Daniel Apt, after his phenomenal performance in Berlin, he's he's got to be coming into this race pretty hot. So I think he will. He's my prediction for pole, and um, like Sam Bird has been fighting the whole way, and um, so I, I I think he might take out the win. Right, you're not uh, you're not bothered that the Virgin Virgin Racing cars not quite at the standard it was last year. Well, you say that, but he's he's got the he's got the points to back it up. The car might not be performing, but Sam Bird certainly seems to be. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. We'll um yeah we'll be interested to see how we can you know pull that car through the field. That's I suppose good. that's why um that's why I think he's he's probably. He's not my prediction for the for the pole just because of that sheer yes. car speed, yep. but when it comes to to race pace and in the thick of it, I think he's I think he's got some 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 sharp elbows. Yeah, he's de- sharp elbows. Yeah, he's definitely got the racing technique. He'll um he'll certainly get his elbows out, his uh, sharp yeah. elbows for yeah. sure. So, the uh, EPCS, the Electric Production Car Series, have we got any news there, Nate? Yes, yes, the the electric production car series and use ream keeps on printing off new editions um this time in the form of karting i did see something about this that um they would be doing similar to what the e-trophy is doing uh they have karting on these racetracks before the epcs um tesla yes racing yes so the the epcs carnival keeps on growing so starting starting next year when it all kicks off 
grid of 20 young challengers will race lightweight um, 3.2 kilowatts. So that's about 50 horsepower cuts. And this is, they're going to have two categories. It's going to be a teenagers, which will be 13 to 15 year olds, and then a plus 15 category. Um, so it's more of a, more of a, well, I suppose, a, a development series really into getting drivers into that, um, competing to get a new seat in the Tesla Model S and the, in the real deal. That's a great idea. I think that's really cool. I did see a, a picture mm. somewhere of a, a mini Pirelli tire on the go-kart. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I suppose the, the carts from the, from the outside look very similar to your classic, um, petrol driven go-kart. You know, same same form factor and, and so it'll be really interesting to 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 watch and, and listen to those go around the track yeah it's also something else that will contribute to the excitement and another series to keep your eyeballs on when you're at the events yeah yeah these um with all the with all the little separate sub events that are going on around the electric production car series um it's going to be it's going to be a real a real weekend a real um exciting race day a real carnival Lots of different things happening. yeah yeah yeah, I guess um, there was something else, wasn't there? The um, the Virgil. This is an interesting one, actually, as well. Something else on the calendar, and uh, they call it a groundbreaking new racing format that will see contenders hit a racing simulator to commence the race, but conclude it on a real racetrack. Hmm. So, thoughts on this one, or again, an idea that possibly tacky. Well, I don't, I don't want to uh, to throw the throw the tacky patch around. Um, each each to their own. It's look, I know there's there's a lot of um really good simulators being being worked on. I know the um the individual Formula E teams have their own simulators which they're practicing on before every race and working on their their management strategy strategies. Yeah, it will be it will be interesting to see. It's I know early on in Formula E there was a there was a bit of a a sim, simulator type battle and then and then taking it to a to the racetrack so yeah we'll, we'll wait and see all right that will be interesting mm. to see how they how they fix this one that they can um you know do 20 20 or so laps in a in a simulator jump out of the simulator yeah. belt in a real car and and go for another 20 or however many it'd be interesting I, you know this this might this might satisfy our desires to have that that car changeover in the middle of the race <laughs> That will be where we're missing from Formula E. This might be it. This this is this might be where it's all coming to. That's a good point. Is uh yeah, if you want a want a hit of that car swap, then yeah, yeah, electric GT EPCS has got you covered. You yeah. heard it here first. Um, <laughs> I think we probably should wrap it wrap it up after that. Can't even talk properly now. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you would uh, please put a a racing in review an Apple Podcast or Stitcher, it'd be great. You know we'd. Yeah, we'd really appreciate that to get up the charts and get in more people's ears. You can also send your feedback to hello at regenracing.com. And what are we on the Twitters? At regenracing. At regenracing on the Twitters. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Nath. It's been, it's been awesome chatting to you. Yeah, there was, there was a bit of news there. We didn't think there was, but um, got, got through yeah. a wee bit. Yeah, and I'm sure um, you know there's there's news coming out constantly um, this time of year. So a couple of weeks' time after the the Zurich race, we'll have a rundown of that and um, whichever news has been released then. So we look forward to chatting with you then. See you later.